If it's what you want, you will get it. And the relationship itself should be easy, but getting there definitely is not. I mean, it is once you meet that person, then it just kind of, that's when it falls into place. Everyone's like, oh, it's so easy. But before that, you have to kiss a fucking lot of frogs. And some are going to be like, you're pathetic. And then you have to be like, no, you're pathetic because you're overwhelmed by your boner for me. Hi, I'm Dahlia. I'm not your therapist, but I am a dating coach, a matchmaker, and your new best friend when your real best friend just doesn't want to listen to you anymore. So let's have it. If you have questions, you want to talk about something, or you'd like to be coached on the podcast or off, please reach out to us, Not Your Therapist Podcast on Instagram and Not Your Therapist Podcast at gmail.com. Our listener question for the week came to me over Instagram. It says, Hey, I really need some dating advice. Great, that's why I'm here. My partner and I recently disconnected after a couple days because of my depression. Like, I will literally sleep all day and not answer my phone. He wanted to give me my space because of all the things I was going through and I think it did a lot of damage. We want to fix things. Where's a good starting place? Interesting. Well, you know, I have to say it's tough when you're going through something like depression, your partner, I'm not sure how old you are. I'm guessing a little bit younger. Um, but when we're going through something like that, our partners want to help us. They don't necessarily know how they're not therapists. They can't fix us. They want to be there, but also it can be hard for them or triggering and they might need some space themselves and they might need to say, I'm going to let you figure this out. And it's hard to not feel abandoned when that happens. So I can understand that now coming back together would be a little bit difficult. If it is available to you, I would highly recommend couples therapy in terms of getting back on the same page and saying, is this something we can work through together? If you can't be in couples therapy, I hope you, person who wrote, are in therapy uh, because depression is a real thing and your partner cannot be your therapist, cannot fix you, cannot prescribe medicine for you, cannot... They can say, I'm here for you. I support you. You tell me what you need. If you need space, I'll give it to you. If you need me to come over and hold you, I'll hold you. You know, they can do whatever is within their limits to do, but they can't do it all and they can't fix you. So get yourself into therapy. There's plenty of options for that. There are pay what you can clinics. There are, and and those that can also be a good place to ask how do I reconcile with my partner now that we took a few days apart, we feel more distant. But I think, you know, it sounds like you're doing it right in terms of having honest conversations about how you're feeling. If you are struggling with depression, I know it's hard when you don't feel like picking up your phone to even tell someone what's going on. Hopefully your partner can be understanding if you disappear that this may be happening. But I'd say all in all, these are questions for real, actual, certified professionals. They can help you Figure out what you need from your partner in those times or how you can let them know what's going on, how you can ask them for help without making them feel responsible for fixing you or saving you from yourself. So what's important is you're reaching out to me, you're telling your partner what's going on. Those are great first steps. And you're saying, how can we get back together now that is more communication, more honesty. If you're really going through something in your life and you don't think you can be a partner through it or you really need to focus on your own mental health and not someone else and what they're thinking about, that's often why people say, we need to take a break for right now. I really need to get myself back in a good place. I need to see a therapist. I need to put the time into my mental health so I can be a better partner overall. And that's something that anyone can understand. So I wish you the best of luck. I hope this is helpful. Um, But I would say... 
therapy, couples therapy, communication, honesty, you know, speaking up about what you can tell about what you need. And if you don't know what you need saying, I don't really know what I need, but I really appreciate your being there to help me try and figure it out. I'm going to try and get some professional help. Um, And then you can decide together if this is a time for you to be together where you can help and support each other, or if it's a time for you to go your separate ways while you work on yourself and get to a place that you are better. I hope that's helpful. And FYI, we had a slight technical difficulty on this episode. My guest Ellie's microphone cut out for no apparent reason for a large portion of our conversation, but it was such a good conversation that I couldn't bear to let it go. So my amazing, fabulous, fantastic editor, Josiah, did his very, very, very best to make it not sound horrible. It might still sound horrible, but I hope the conversation is good enough that it's worth all the pain of listening to it in its horrible technicality. Does that sound familiar at all? Maybe a little like dating, it's worth the pain, just stick with it, the substance is too good to worry about the form, et cetera, et cetera. Okay, so enjoy. Please forgive the technical difficulty, and I wish I could promise it'll never happen again, but I can't. So we'll do our best. Please enjoy. Thank you. You're pretty. Bye. Hello, welcome. I am here with a very special guest who shall remain anonymous. We will call her Ellie. Is that E-L-L-I-E or E-L-L-Y? Great. Thank you for asking. Mm -hmm, mm E-L-L-I-E is how I see it in my brain. Great. So her fake name is E-L-L-I-E and I am graced with her presence. She is a beautiful female identifying person who I'm just so excited to be talking to. I'm, I'm, first of all, I listen to the podcast. I love the podcast. I have been helped from the podcast. I've told you this in person, but I I want to say on the record, thank you. What you're doing is, I think, really helping a lot of people in a lot of ways that you don't realize, and that's why I wanted to come on, even though I'm very private about my dating. I'm already getting teary eyed. This is gonna be. This is gonna be. This is amazing. No, I love this. This is good. um, Even though I'm all, I've, 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 you know, I'm very private out in social media Mm -hmm. and the world. Like my friends know who are close to me, but the world doesn't. So I want to remaining honest, but I think some of the stuff that I've been through might be able to help somebody. Totally. And all I want to do is help people enjoy this crazy world of dating more and have a better experience and feel better. So I'm really happy if you feel like it's helped you or helps other people. That just makes my life. It has an I'm so glad. I sent you an email saying, you know, let me know anything you want me to know ahead of time, just so I have a little background. I love to know that. And you sent me a bullet pointed (laughs) list. (laughs) Which very on brand for me. I just love. Like my last guest, um, John, he sent like a quick blurb, like here's the thought. Okay, bye. Yeah. And I feel like I can already tell so much from people and how they respond to that question. Yeah. Of like, is it a throwaway? Is it oh whatever, just we'll talk or with you, bullet pointed list. Yeah. (laughs) Which I mean kind of makes sense because you're like very professional, hard worker, obviously very organized. You were three minutes early, which like I have my own feelings about that um i'm usually 10 minutes early i have to stop and get starbucks i really appreciate it (laughs) appreciated the earliness um but so already bullet pointed list it's like we're going and then the bullet pointed list is very specific somewhat chronological Mm -hmm. and just very clear that you know yourself and your habits it was a very like stream of consciousness like i was like what because because you know you always 
I, I listen to the podcast and you always say like, why are you single? And, and, and I started thinking about it and I was like, let me just lay out some thoughts that I have because I have them. Well, interesting that you say that because what I actually say is, why would your friends say you're single? I have answers. Okay. Oh my gosh. Did you ask your friends? I did. <gasps> I did. <laughs> she did her homework. This is amazing. Please. I did. So, so I asked my three, three of my best girlfriends mm-hmm. who have known me through a lot mm-hmm. and have kind of been there and watched me fall for people, fall out for people. Can we pause for one second? Yes. You are 36. I'm 36. I'll be 37 in just a couple of weeks. Wow, happy and birthday. Thank you so much. And, and you work in an unnamed field uh-huh. and you live in Los Angeles. Yes. And I'm just demographic wise. No, this if there's is anything great. else yeah. we need to, to know. 37. I, I work in LA. I work. Um, I can, I'll say the entertainment industry because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that's very broad and yeah. wide. Mm-hmm. Um, but I work in the entertainment industry and like we all do. And, and how long have you been in Los Angeles? I've been in LA for a little over seven years now. Oh. And I did New York for six years before that. Great. And, and you're originally from? A small town. A small town. A small Great. town. Great. Okay. That's all. Now, what did your friends say? Uh, so I, I asked three of them and, and their answers, I think they were, I, I think they were being kind of like... Nice. nice. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I got everything from, honestly, right now I think you're so busy focused on work you aren't even dating. I got, you just haven't found the right person. Okay. I got, you don't go on enough dates. And those are kind of the broad, now, what I got you know, I would probably lean towards the third one. I know. But this is interesting because I do think, you know, when I say, what would your friends say? It's almost a little different from when what your actual friends would say yeah. or what they would actually say because as we can see, they're a little bit nice, they're a little bit soft, they're a little bit sugar coaty. That's why I have this podcast where I say, I'll be your friend, not the friend who's heard you a million times and is saying the nice thing to keep you as a friend, but yeah. I'll be the person saying, this is the real reason. Right. Um, I would guess that it's the you don't go on enough dates one. I think also there's probably some truth to the workaholic thing yeah. idea. 100%. In all of that, of course, we'll just get right into it. There is protecting yourself from rejection, disappointment, past sadness, whatever it is. Yeah. Much easier to be like, I'm just focused on my work right now. And like, no, no, like I'm fine. It's just not enough dates when there's obviously more to it than that. Oh, there's for sure more to it. And yes. and, and I, I love them and I appreciate them for being like, you know, because they know me and they know that I've been hurt a lot and sure. I've been crushed on a lot. Mm-hmm. And I've had guys that have like emotionally abused me and I've had, you know, heartbreak and I've had my hopes up and then they get dashed. And it, dating's hard. Yes. And it's, I've been doing it for over 20 years. And, you know, I had my first boyfriend when I was like 15. And I think I also like grew up a little too fast. Yeah. And then dealt with that and hadn't really dealt with that until I got into therapy a few years ago. Mm-hmm. And so it's been a lot of like working on that and figuring out why I relate to men the way that I do and why I feel the need for validation in ways that I get it. Mm-hmm. And then I yet still don't feel validated. Mm-hmm. Um, it's hard. Yeah. So I, I hear that um, <laughs> totally. And was the, when you were 15, was the person you dated older than you? Oh, yeah. I feel like, yeah. Yeah, he was like three years older than I was. Yeah, it, that feels right. I would say it's great that you're in therapy, obviously. I can see that the emotion is very fresh for you still. And I think, you know, one of the things that you emailed me 
that I saw on your profile screenshots or whatever is you don't want children, which I think is a great thing to know about yourself. Yeah. In that, I would, you know, take the pressure off yourself a little, especially because obviously what you're feeling is still very fresh and raw and you're still working through it. And it takes a while to do that. And if you've done things a certain way your whole life, let me get you some Kleenex. Hold oh my on. gosh, you're fine. This is not your therapist. <laughs> You're still gonna cry. <laughs> Maybe even more. Um, I think, you know, on the one hand, uh, with the uh, man that I had last week who said he was, you know, very aware of his issues that he had talked about in therapy and he had clearly, like, named them and was comfortable with them and could say what they were. And for him, I was like, you need to let go of your storytelling a little bit. And you need to let those, I have this, I have that go a little bit. With you, it seems you're in a really good place with your career and your life right now. You're feeling very good in a lot of areas of your life. Yeah. Obviously, the romantic stuff is still very like raw, difficult, challenging, full of emotion, which is totally understandable, especially because like, we're lonely, you yeah. know, and and even if we don't want kids or we don't care about getting married or whatever, human beings were not really meant to be alone in that way. Now, people have friends, people have communities. There's lots of different ways have, to not be alone. Yeah, and I have an incredible group of friends. And yes. I want to say that I, they, you know, they keep me going and they keep me, they make sure that I'm not just like sitting at home by myself and, you know, not being social. And, right. Um, because work is hard and yeah. I, there, I have really long days and there are days when I'm like, I don't want to go out on the weekend right. and deal with people mm-hmm. and you know it's it's also I don't know how this fits into the narrative of what we're talking about but mm-hmm. like you know I recently as recently as two weeks ago went out with one of my friends and we were having a great time and I made some joke I was like I'm gonna make out with somebody tonight mm. like let's dance like I was Love feeling it. good yes, I was yes, feeling like yes. sexy you know whatever mm-hmm. so we went out and this guy started like kind of like hitting on me or like he came over and started dancing and before I know it, we were making out and I was like, yes, goal accomplished. Yes, Dolly yes, would be so proud. Out there. So proud. And, <laughs> um, and then we like went to like a second bar and I kind of wasn't really feeling it anymore. Mm-hmm. And I, I was like, Hey man, I was like, you're super cool. I was like, maybe we could like hang out, take my number. And he was like, Ex- excuse me. I, I don't take numbers. And I tapped my friend on the shoulder because she was next to me. And she turned around and I was like, excuse me, what did you say? He's like, I don't take numbers. You're wasting my time. What? And I was like, excuse me, I'm wasting your time. What, because I'm not going to go to sleep with you? And he's like, you're wasting my time. You're pathetic. And then, like, ran off. Okay. And, like, this is the, the nonsense that I'm dealing with. Okay. I mean, that and is... And I obviously don't believe him. Right. I know I'm not. 100%. Like, screw that guy. He was v- obviously felt rejected by you and acted out in kind. And was like, you rejected me, I reject you. Yeah. And it's like, okay, dude. I mean, my general... Uh, and I'm sure you know this feeling on that situation would be if you're going to get the make out, get the make out and then go. Don't turn it into yes. going to multiple bars just because then, yeah, you are kind of not that you're um, committing to anything in any way, but you're kind of attaching yourself to this person. You're allowing them into your life a right. little bit and more than you it, might want to. And that's what had happened and I realized it and I was like, I, I and I'm gonna say something because I'm I'm done with this now because right. I now feel uncomfortable and I don't want to be in this position anymore. And just the gall of these men that are out there yeah. in the world to the way that they think it's okay to speak to people. Yeah. It's not. It's not. Um but anyway, so that that's just like and that's just like the tip of the iceberg of like the bullshit that I've dealt with. Sorry, can we curse on this yes, podcast? Yes. Great. <laughs> the bullshit yes, that I've dealt please. with. Um, 
you know, and I feel like the good ones are so few and far between that I ha- I'm have I'm just having a hard time right now. No, and I I want to commend you on the setting a goal and accomplishing it. Thank you I very think much. It's obviously, <laughs> very important to focus on the good part of what happened, yeah. which is that. And then, sure, this guy turned out to be a douchebag. Yeah. Dating is a numbers game, as you know. That I think, uh, and with that comes yes, more assholes and yes, more weirdos because more in general. So if you're going to be increasing your numbers overall, you're going to be increasing your numbers of everything. Mm -hmm. So it's easy to then say, this is the shit I'm dealing with. This is what's out there. They're so few and far between. And it's like, yes, yes. And that's all totally valid. And that's a fucked up situation that happened. And I wish it didn't because I want you to continue making out. So I hope that doesn't get in the way. Um, I will continue making out, I promise. But that stuff happens, and it doesn't mean that that's all that's out there, you know? And it's like, yes, the good ones are few and far between, but really they're just kind of hiding because as I also love to say, like, most of the people you actually want to date are probably not, like, really at this age, out there at the bars. Like, they're the people, yeah. I'll tell you, Dahlia, that's what happened, is I woke up the next morning and I was like, I'm too old for this. (laughs) Like you're not too old to make out. You're not too old to make out. out. But I feel like that going to a bar and making out with a stranger is so like me in my twenties. Like when I was in New York and like it was just nobody had to drive anywhere, so everybody was just all the time. Yeah, yeah. Good drunk and have a great time, make out and wake up on a beautiful Park Avenue apartment one random. Mm -hmm, You know, mm -hmm. and that was. I'm just over that. I'm over that. I get it. I think the difference is actually probably when you were young, like, yes, younger, you would go make out with someone and then you'd probably run off with your friends and not think twice about it. And a little bit, I think what we do a little, and correct me if I'm wrong, as we get older is we unconsciously put a little more weight on those interactions. That was You're like, we had a connection and I liked this about him and maybe he could have been my boyfriend and I've just been waiting for so long and I've had so many bad dates and I just wanted, and I wanted it to be like when I was in my 20s and we just like go off on this thing instead of what we're missing that we did right in our 20s. And as you know, I think we do very few things right in our 20s, but what we do do right is have much less kind of like stakes and meaning attached to everything. And that's not to say... It doesn't suck when you get disappointed and like when someone calls you pathetic for no reason other than you rejected them, like fuck you. But we have to adopt a little bit more of that like, if I'm going to go out and have fun, and that's a choice I'm making, yeah. I really have to stick to that. And that means, and you know this now, leaving after one bar and not being like, let's see where else this can go. Offer him your number. If he says no, you're just like, fuck you, dude. Bye. Like, And don't take it onto yourself to be part of this larger story. And I think inevitably, as we get older, we, in many good ways, try to be like, this is what I'm learning. These are my experiences. This is how it all compiles into a story. These are the rings on a tree. But on the other hand, it would really help us if we could have some amnesia and just, you know, well, wipe it. It's very funny because I was, I was thinking on the way over here about that specific instance. Mm-hmm. I was like, I feel like that's definitely the first time. I mean, it's happened to me, you know, recently the past six months mm. with another situation that's not even worth mentioning. But like, I was like, what? How else have guys treated me awfully? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. And, and it was funny. I was like, I know that they're in there, but I think I've kind of blocked. You've wiped it. it. Yeah. Literally just like, I, I don't need that. I don't want that. And I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm still kind of like, you know, dealing with the scars of all those situations. Sure. But at the same time, it's like, 
Now, I'm... Yeah. And it's not at all to say that stuff didn't happen or you don't deserve to have feelings about that, but it's just to say... Where is it serving you and where is it not? Right. You know, like it's mostly not. There's probably a few examples where you learned something about your personal boundaries or your comfort level or how to handle situations in the future. And that stuff is useful. Like cherry pick that stuff. Yes. And, but, and that's what I've tried to, 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 to do because I'm a person. I like to improve. I don't like to be the same as I was. Right. You know? Right. And when I find myself, if I am, I'm like, okay, what can I do to like kickstart some sort of change of some kind. Right, right. I think, yes, I think it's important to look at what you've learned and to learn from it. But it's also important to just say, fuck that guy. Like, do you adopt this? And I'm sure you do um, intellectually. I don't know if you actually believe it in your heart. But when someone rejects you or is an asshole to you in that way, of telling yourself it's because you were too hot and they were too into you and they got intimidated and overwhelmed. <laughs> I wish I did that. That's the mindset you got to be in, oh, you know? I did that. Um, I think you got to assume they couldn't handle you. You shouldn't assume... Not to handle in many ways, in many good ways. But not even, not even in terms of like you're a lot to handle, but like you're so fucking hot they couldn't handle it. Like okay. they got overwhelmed by their boner, you know? like (laughs) but like they it was too much for them they said this is a real woman and oh my god I'm just gonna disappoint her so let me reject her first I just assume when someone rejects you that's what's going on I like that whether or not that's true yeah like if they ghost you uh they were just so in love with me they couldn't handle their own emotions way too hot for them I'm so hot they knew it You're welcome. And they moved to France to write songs about you and they'll never forget about you, but they're too scared to ever talk to you again. These, this is what you have to assume. This is what you have to assume. So what I want to do is go through your bullet points. Okay. Um, And I like how you're still like stream of consciousness. And I'm like, your stream of consciousness is in bullet points. What does that mean? You might be um, like holding a little too much onto your control and understanding of the situation because, yes, um, I think that also you're a little bit maybe afraid of your own emotion around it and you have so much good going on in your life and you have it together so hard in so many aspects of your life that I think you're a little like... This thing has hurt me. This thing has been disappointing. I cannot control this thing. And whenever I talk about it, I start to cry. So you know what? Let's just bury it. Stop making me cry. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just ignore it and then maybe someday will just show up at my door and be my boyfriend. Maybe. That could happen. It could that could happen. It. But you have to answer the door. <laughs> you know what I mean? I put an edit people installed so I can make sure. <laughs> nope. You got to answer the door. Answer the door. Um, okay. So. First bullet point, I've been dating since I was like 15, so for over 20 years. Wow, what a story. Um, That's a long time, but you're framing it that way. Now, what I would say is you've been dating for, you're 36? Mm -hmm. Six years. Because I think those years don't count. (laughs) I mean, definitely before 20 doesn't count. This is why I firmly... In my life, I'm going to lobby to make it illegal for people to get married before 30. I love that. Before 20 definitely doesn't count. Does not count. I mean, it counts in terms of like building you as a person and what you learned and whatever 
bad things happen affect you. There's no denying that. But it doesn't count in your story, in your narrative of how long you've been dating. Because you just told me before we started recording that right now is pretty much when you're coming into your own in terms of your career, really figuring out what you want to do and who you want to be. And it's going really well for you. And you're killing it. And I don't think we have to be fully realized people to meet the right person and fall in love and all that. But I do think when you're doing a lot of figuring out of yourself, like in your teens and your 20s, how is there room for a real relationship in there? You know what I mean? Like whatever you go through is part of your discovery process. It's part of your figuring out what kind of life you want, what it's going to look like, who you are, what's important to you. I don't think it deserves to be really a part of the narrative. Okay. Like, I don't want to deny anything that happened. I don't want to forget anything. But I, but I, I think this story of like, I've been dating for 20 years. I'm so tired. <laughs> I think, stop. Like, I think you have to be like, like you've been in your career now, your real career, which yeah. you just found for a year, two years. Well, I've been working in the field on and off for seven years okay but I fully committed about a year and a half interesting so what if we said in dating I've been working in the field on and off for 15 years but I fully committed about six years ago but would you say even now yeah I don't think I was gonna say I don't think you're fully committed even now I don't I don't know how I don't know I don't know what to do I'm so overwhelmed by the apps and the people and it's it's I already have two full-time jobs yeah Totally. And it's a lot to add to that. You know what I mean? Does it have to be a job? It feels... No. No, it can be fun. <laughs> but it feels like... Wow. <laughs> Seems like you really believe that. Um, I'm just going to say... No, I understand. I see that. Mm-hmm. I get it. And I don't think... Again, I don't think there's ever a time clock or a rush. And I think... As much as I'm like, you got to get out there. You can't let yourself, you know, fall to the wayside and give up and don't delete the apps. I also think you have to listen to yourself and you have to know where you are and you have to take care of yourself. And if there are other things in your life that are more important right now, that's fine. But then I would really give yourself that. And I wouldn't be beating yourself up about the fact that you're not dating. I wouldn't be adding that to the list of things that you haven't accomplished yet. I wouldn't be, you know, making it this other thing that you have to achieve to have a fully realized life. I would just be like, I'm not focusing on that right now then. And that's a choice. And that is a totally kosher choice. Absolutely. And I think I think I am making that choice, but I think there's a total flip side that's like, God, I just want to be in a relationship. Totally. I just want someone to to like do things with and to spend time with and to laugh with and to talk about my day with. Yeah. Um, not that I don't have that with right. You have that, Mm -hmm. but they also are all in relationship. Totally. And it's not, you know, their responsibility to keep me entertained in my life. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like to do things with me or to be my plus ones to things. And I'm grateful that they are and they're willing to do that. Um, but it's also, you know, it's tough when you're like kind of the only one without someone. Totally. It feels like everyone else is having that success, but you, and you know, and I know, I mean, we talked about like, you know, my career, it's like when I set my mind to do something, I succeed. Right. I'm not a person who fails at things. Right. A person who knows I'm not good in second place. You know what I mean? And that's, you know, from deep within my, you know, upbringing in my childhood and I don't fault it because it's made me a really 
strong woman. Um, but this is just like the thing I just can't quite figure out. And it makes you, you know, when you can't, um, dating's very personal and it's very about, you know, who I am as a person and it's hard when you get rejected over and over and over again. And, um, to feel like that's just not good enough. Yeah. And I think that's what makes it so hard and so hard to keep going and so hard to, because I am, I've always said too, I'm like, I am an eternal romantic optimist. Mm -hmm. Like I really am. I buy into a rom, I live for a rom-com. Or weddings and a funeral on Netflix. It's so good. I just watched the whole thing. It's like very uplifting and romantic. But it's just like I, 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 I've. It's been so long. I'm just kind of. I'm feeling a little hopeless about it. I guess is where I am. I get it. I mean, I get it. I, it's tough because on the one hand, I want to say to you. You can't really say I'm ready for a relationship without saying I'm ready to get hurt and like I'm ready to have it be hard. And, you know, ultimately the relationship you want to be in will not be hard. It will be easy and it will be fun and it will be light and it will be freeing. But to get there, you know, I'm not going to tell you that you're you're not going to have and it at very we did we haven't talked a lot about your history um i'm sure like most you have had your share of pain and rejection and hurt and it is really hard to keep coming back after that you know and to keep rallying to do it and it reminds me of you know um you're in entertainment obviously many fields of entertainment require that type of personal rejection over and over and over and over again and you have to keep coming back so I feel like there's a little bit of that here too because that's that's been a part of your life as well for so long and it's really hard to be getting rejected on multiple levels um I think now that you've come into your own with your career that part of your life is stronger and more secure and more stable but that just started and you need to give yourself a little time to really feel that stability and that security before just feeling like, okay, I feel great. Ready for the next thing. Like, and I think that's also like, there's like this rush to get to that place Mm -hmm. because I feel like I am getting older and it's, I'm, you know, I think there's like all of this kind of underlying frustration that, Oh, why did I wait so long? Like why? But also like that was, that that you couldn't have gotten there any other way. way You couldn't, you couldn't just because, you know, someone might not understand, you know, well, why did it take you, you know, this long to get to here or or this long to do this? And why did you take this six month detour or this? Yeah. That's because that's what I thought was right at the time. Exactly. And there's no point. I mean, I'll share a personal fact about myself. Um, you know, I went to grad school for acting. I'm $200,000 in debt. My boyfriend really must love me. Um, Absolutely does. And he made this That's true. Um, but some days I'm like, what a fucking mistake. Like I quickly, pretty soon after graduating from all that, was like, oh, I think like I'm way more interested in being myself than in playing other people. And I had this kind of like, obviously coaching is what I love, helping people with their dating lives. I host a show, I do performative things, but ultimately what I paid $200,000 for is pretty much worthless in my life right now. Like, am I ever going to do another Shakespeare play? No, I am not. 
Is there a point in having uh, big regrets and beating myself up about how long it took me to figure this out? No, I don't think I could have figured it out any other way. You know, I don't think that is how I met certain friends who I then came out to LA to do this other show with. And then that's how I decided to move out here, which was a huge regret for a while. And now I'm finally starting to not regret living out here. And I have this great relationship. And now I have this podcast where I feel like I help people. And I'm like, all of that, it had to come from somewhere. And of course, we intellectually know that. It's still hard to not be like, but but I'd be so much farther along and like I'd be, I wouldn't be so much in debt and I wouldn't be, have all this also piled up rejection and all this feeling about the thing I didn't accomplish and the thing I didn't do and the thing I said I wanted, but I didn't get. And it's like sifting through that is so hard, but you just have to be so glad that you found what you found because some people take way longer to get there and some people never get there, you know, and some people just stay in what they're unhappy doing because it's what they said they were going to do. And And that I could have done that many times. Of course. Yes. I am. I'm an incredibly smart and resourceful person and I've never met a job I like couldn't figure out. And that's, been good and bad for me because I've like floated you know here and there which has caused a lot of you know just like weird periods in life where I was doing a random thing Mm -hmm. or you know and and it 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 doesn't make sense but at the same time I have to keep reminding myself that's 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 what I had yeah that's exactly and and that's just I can't fault myself for trying to make the right decision in the moment right and then figuring out maybe six months down the road that it wasn't the right. Right. And even more than you can't fault yourself is you need to congratulate yourself. And you need, I feel like in your life, you could stand a fair amount more of patting yourself on the back, um, which I think should apply to dating as well. Like I'm hearing so many parallels here of like, that's what I had to go through. I had to go through the rejection, the disappointment, the wrong thing, this, that. And for some reason with your career, you feel like, but that's in my control. And eventually I got here. But in your dating life, you're like, I just can't do it anymore, which I totally get because it does feel less in our control than the job thing. I compare it to the job thing a lot where I'm like, look, would you go on 10 job interviews? And if you didn't get any of them, you would just stop trying. No, you would keep going. You'd be discouraged, but you would keep going because you got to make money because you have a dream because you have a goal because there's memes on Instagram that tell you never to give up, you know, like all that keeps you going. For some reason, we feel much safer pushing ourselves in that way and accepting rejection in that way than we feel when it comes to romantic stuff. Romantic stuff, and it's actually not surprising to hear that you're into romantic comedies because that's a fucking poison that teaches you that this should be easy and that it should feel like this and someone should fall into your lap and like it should look like this and you should be swept off your feet and isn't love grand? And it's like, no, it's a fucking slog until you get there, just like anything, you know? Once you get there, you're like... I don't regret a moment because I got here, but on the way there, it is hard and it is hard to stay in it. I will say, you know, and it's even so fascinating. So many of my friends are are getting into these relationships who haven't been in relationships before and they keep coming to me and they're like, oh my God, like it's so easy and mm-hmm. so wonderful. Mm-hmm. And I'm yelling at them, like lean into it. Yeah. Because I know that's how it should be. It should and be. I'm like, no, you like it like just let that wash over yeah yeah and and I want that for them and I want that for myself but it's you know when you don't have it for so long it's like well (laughs) yeah 
It feels like it's not going to come, and it feels like maybe you just don't get that lucky and you don't get to have that. It's not part of my journey. Right, but it is. And I think if it's what you want, you will get it. And the relationship itself should be easy, but getting there definitely is not. I mean, it is once you meet that person, then it just kind of, that's when it falls into place. Everyone's like, oh, so easy. But before that, you have to kiss a fucking lot of frogs. And some are going to be like, you're pathetic. And then you have to be like, no, you're pathetic because you're overwhelmed by your boner for me. You know, and I mean, I also have, you know, I've had men in my life who have been just kind of there and ever present. I call them the man on demand. Oh, yeah. Tell me about this. This is one of your bullet points. Let me read it, please. Where is it? I've had a man on demand. We should just make that a service right now. Let's be millionaires and quit our jobs. I've had a man on demand for several years who is like my proxy boyfriend whenever I need him, but have no desire to date him. After examining a few times whether or not that was true, it always is. Okay, so basically you've asked yourself, should I be dating this person? And the answer is no. It's, I've had like, there have been like three different ones. Okay. Over the past, let's say 10 years. Mm-hmm. And um, I... Every t- it's all these guys that I enjoy, you know, I'm like, hey, come over, we'll have a good time, and then you can go away. Mm-hmm. And but then occasionally, like, we will spend the night together and then get up and go to the movies the next day, mm-hmm. like, have lunch, pretend like that we're boyfriend and girlfriend, but then after we leave, we don't really text each other, we don't right. really, it's like until the next time we see each other. That's been a big security blanket for me for many years because, I'm like, well, there's always him. I think it's a security blanket that is simultaneously stabbing you with knives. Jesus. So not a security blanket. (laughs) Yeah. I think, I mean, knowing the little that I know, I think it sounds like it is fake security. It's fake. Well, but I can have that feeling when I want it, Mm -hmm. but it's not sustainable. And it's somehow you communicating to yourself that you don't deserve the real thing, that you shouldn't try for it. And that the way they, whether or not you're the one calling them up and bringing them over and then not reaching out to them after, like it might all be on your terms, Mm -hmm. but they're not fighting for it either. You know, they're not being like, no, let me be in a relationship with you. And that's just reinforcing your idea that you don't deserve that. One of them, I remember he always would be like, oh, I want you to be my girl. I want you to be my girl. And like, that was his like phrase that he would say when we were together. Mm -hmm. And then, and then yet he would never do anything after I saw him. So I was like, well, do you or don't you? Yeah. Like, and so that's, you know, that he doesn't is the answer. Clearly, yes. No, clearly. Exactly. Cause you're not doing anything about it. And then, and so I've, I've basically dropped them all. Good. I've dropped Great. Them, it's been maybe four months. Great. I've dropped them all. Great. That's the first step. I was going to say first step is get rid of all of them and don't ever call them again. Because as good as that rush feels as that quick fix, you know, as we know, it leaves a bigger hole each time it leaves, you know, each time they go away, it's that was so nice and I don't have that. And that's reinforcing to you that men will do what you want, give you the thing in the moment, but can't actually be there for you in the way that you want them to be. And I don't need you reinforcing that story to yourself any more than you already are. So no more of them. Figured that out. Great. They're done. They're gone. Done. Gone. Good. I feel like I've usually got some kind of something going on with someone, but it's never anything special. When my friends go, whatever happened with XYZ, my response is whoever you're asking about, they're gone. This is hilarious. (laughs) 
You this don't even happens. remember who it is. It's more often than I happened last night. What my girlfriend was like, oh, whatever happened with, and I was like, no, done. You're like, who? Who? Yeah, I barely remember. I've already blocked that. That's okay. I'm fine with that. I don't really see a problem with that. My thing would be, and this is, you know, because another thing you say is I tend to go on a lot of first dates. The ones that go well, I end up sleeping with them because I like sleeping with people and then never hear from them again or they slowly fade out. I think you are, and I obviously like sleeping with people. I totally understand. But I think you, again, are getting the quick fix. Mm -hmm which then actually leaves you feeling emptier and worse. A hundred percent. And this keeps happening and I keep telling myself to not let it happen and then it happens and then I'm like, Ugh. Yeah, yeah. And I think rather than saying, don't let it happen, don't do it, don't do it, that's bad, don't do it, you're being bad, you need to be like, I deserve to really care about someone, not that, and hello, I don't believe you have to care about someone to have sex with them, but I think in your case... Because you've done this plenty of times and you do want a different result, obviously you have to do something different. That's, I mean, that's it right there. Right. That you keep doing the same thing because you get tired, you get annoyed, you get thirsty, you get, you know, you're just like, I just, and I want to feel that connection for a night because I'm sick of feeling alone and I'm sick of my friends all having someone and I want that. So I'm just going to do it and whatever, it'll feel good for the moment. And that's true. But I think, again, I think it reinforces the story to you then that you don't deserve what everyone else has and that you can't have what everyone else has and that the only way you can get that connection is for a moment by giving them something. You're getting something too. But as we all know, sex tends to be better when the two people care about each other and you can have it on a sustained basis and kind of learn each other's bodies. And as I always say, I encourage not sleeping with someone until you would not think of them any differently if they couldn't get a boner like until you really know where you stand emotionally on them until you and it's not about don't have sex with them because they'll run away and like don't let them use your body it's much more you figure out if they deserve it you figure out if you like them enough like as a person to have sex with them because the sex is going to change it either way. It's either going to make you like them more than you really do or less than you really do. Mm -hmm. So you need to be very firm and confident on how you feel about them outside of, I just want to feel a connection for the night. I know it doesn't sound that fun. No, it's, no, it's, I I knew you were going to tell me like Mm -hmm. some version of this was going to happen. And I'm just, it's, I need to hear it. Yeah. I need to hear it because it's, you're once again spot on but I get I mean I get it and I you know when I used to say I would go through phases where I was like I just I just need something and I'm gonna fill this hole literally and like (laughs) I need it and then it would leave me feeling pretty fucking empty the next day if I didn't actually like them as a person and I was just trying to get this quick fix or if I did like them but I was like well and I wish it was a myth that guys disappear after you sleep with them. It's unfortunately not. I do think if a guy is super, super, super into you, there's not much you can do to mess it up. So like you could sleep with someone on your first date and if it was quote meant to be, which I don't really believe in, it won't matter. Mm -hmm. But more than that, I think unfortunately, because in our society we have made sex such a like men use women for sex kind of bullshit thing, it communicates to a guy, even if he's super progressive and feminist, that we don't value 
ourselves mm-hmm. and that we would let anyone in. And that may not be true. It may be that they got, they pulled the lucky number and this is the night that I need to get fucked. But like they, they see that we have some sort of, I was listening to some podcast the other day and it pissed me off so bad because there was this male comedian on who was talking about women with low self-esteem as in like, those are the ones that sleep with you. Right. And I was like, that's not true at all. It's not true at, at all. all. And I also, you know, we haven't talked about this, but I am a plus size woman. Mm-hmm. And that seems to matter to some people in this world, whatever. Like, it's, um, I feel like because I am a plus size woman, I think that for whatever reason, society teaches men that I will have low self-esteem because I am a plus size woman and because maybe I don't, I couldn't have whoever I wanted because I'm not some hot chick that um that they can treat me however and like I should be so lucky and I right. and I have felt that before and right. men say that to me in so many words mm-hmm. pathetic <laughs> you know and it's one of those things but I I am not a low self-esteem no you are not I have always had a really inflated sense of self-confidence and have always taken care of myself and I you know can we not say inflated can we just say strong 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 sense of self-confidence yes yes of course and you know i like to like fix my hair and do my makeup and like look cute and not because i want anybody else to care because it makes me feel good Mm -hmm. like you know i like i like fashion and i you know i'm cute yeah no shit yes and um i've had plenty of men show me attention over the years and it's but it's not always you know the attention that you want right and i think it's we have to i i have to somehow create a boundary of if i'm not i'm not good at, i feel like i'm letting people treat me in the wrong way. yes and i would say again i wish this was different i wish we could just sleep with people willy-nilly and not have them think this about us. Unfortunately, this has built been built into our society for a very, very, very long time. And we're trying to fight it, but we're not going to make the change overnight. You know, there's plenty of messaging out there about this. I'm here to say what the reality is and like to look directly at your dating habits and say, as much as I wish this wasn't true in the world, this is what you need to change. And I would say, Being that, as you said, men already kind of assume you have low self-esteem, which they should not because you're fucking beautiful. I've sworn so many times. I think I'm like very (laughs) passionate right now. But, you you know, there's no question, but it is unfortunately what's out there in the world right now. And this whole idea that some stupid people have that if a girl sleeps with you, it's because she has low self-esteem. No, it's because she wants to sleep with you. Yeah, also, what a terrible thing for men to think. Horrible. Like, Horrible. That, is that really who yeah. you want to be sleeping with? No. But I am saying there is something that taps into people subconsciously or whatever where they go, she thought she had to do that to get me. She doesn't value herself. She thinks she had to do this because they assume, oh, well, like a a girl probably wanted to hold out, but she didn't because she wanted to keep me or whatever. It's hor- horrible, oh, not in support yeah. at all. And obviously would not want you to date anyone who thinks that. But I will say there is a kind of chase factor that needs to happen biologically. So that too is making it too easy for them. It's like the difference between they have to run after a leopard or someone drops a dead leopard in their lap. It's like, which one makes them more excited to eat the leopard? 
catching it themselves. Do you know what I mean? So you're the leopard. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm a leopard. You're a leopard. And, uh, you know, you, you have to excite that chase instinct a little. And for that I'm also. I'm very bad at that, by the way. We'll get to very that. Transparent and open book. and I see that. Ball. And I have notes about it. Because oh, I am aware. <laughs> but I think, you know, you have to, you have to, with many things, I would say it's just a small tweak for you of how you're thinking about it. Okay. Rather than, I'm not going to sleep with them because I don't want them to think of this about me or whatever it is. It has to be like, no, they have to fight for that. They have to earn that. Even if I fucking want to have sex, I can go home and take care of myself. Like, I don't need them and I don't need the gaping empty hole they're going to leave when they leave. <laughs> and when I'm mad at myself for sleeping with someone I didn't even like, yeah. but I just needed to get it in. Yeah. So wait until you really genuinely like them as a person. They would be your friend, your actual friend. Not like, because we have a tendency too to hold the people we date to much lower standards than we hold our friends. Mm -hmm. You know, we accept all kinds of behavior and bullshit and seeing how they would act in the real world. And we're like, that's, that's okay. He just has such pretty eyes. Like, <laughs> it's fine. So your friend of that, you'd be like, get out. Yeah, you'd be like, you're not my friend. Like, pretend you were dating to find a friend. Yeah. You know, you would have very high standards. I know you would because you have really good friends. And it's easy to think, well, if I just lower my standards a little, won't I bring in more people? And it's like, maybe, but ultimately you're chipping away at yourself. And that's the part that's going to attract someone who's good for you or someone who's not. You have to be intact and you have to be messaging yourself well and like taking care of yourself and valuing yourself. If that means a few less people get through the door or you go a little longer without getting laid, keeping you intact is the most important thing for finding the right person for you. Wow. Okay. <laughs> so it's not as fun, I know, as like sleeping with random people, but, <laughs> but ultimately it'll feel better. I don't want to do that. Yeah. So I think, don't think of it as like punishing you, you're bad, you've been a bad girl, don't do this thing anymore. But think of it as like leveling up and just yeah. like, I'm going to wait until I really genuinely like this person as a friend. I like that. Well, and, and I, you know, everyone's always like, oh, you know, you meet someone and then you're friends and then, you know, it involves more that just hasn't happened. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And every relationship that I would consider a relationship that I've had has been like an immediate head first rush into it. Mm. And then, you know, you would get six months in and it's like, oh, I don't actually like you that Right, much. exactly. Yes. Because when our hormones are going and all that, we can't see clearly. We're just forgiving all sorts of shit. Right. And we're just like, but I like him. And then, yeah, six yeah. months in, we're like, wait a minute, you're terrible. Right. And the other, I don't know, I wasn't sure I was going to talk about this, but whatever, monotonous might as well. Uh, one of the best relationships I've ever had was with a woman. Women are the best. Because I have also dated women. Mm -hmm. um, I'm not super open about it. Like, all my friends know. Mm -hmm. But, because um, I don't think that I ultimately want yeah, to Yeah, let's woman. talk about that a little bit. Before we move on, wait, I just want to say, there was something I want to say. Oh, when I say friend, I don't mean you can't make out and do heavy petting and all things in between, even roll around naked, just make sure there's no slips. But for some reason, the actual act of the sex holds this weight in people's mind. Wish it didn't. I'm just saying, make sure you like them enough that they would be your friend. That doesn't mean you have to be like, we're just friends. Mm -hmm. You can make out and get all that other fun stuff in there. I just wanted to put 
put that out there because we still want you to enjoy your life. Um, and a hot makeout is great for a long time. Just keeps getting hotter the more you hold up. I forget. I think my, my guest Brian a while ago was like, you never get the time before you have sex back, which is like that sexy fun time when it's always just like, when's it going to happen? And like every time they touch me and like I'm just fantasizing about it because like at the end of the day, sex is great, but it's very human. Yeah. It's not this huge fantasy burst, whatever. It's human. It's two bodies. It's We have to figure it out. So keep the excitement and the enjoyment while you figure out if you like them as a person. I would love to do that. Yes. So now let's talk about this woman thing. So what you wrote is, I've dated women and still open to it, but deep down, I think I really want a male identifying life partner. And I also want someone kind, supportive, and funny who thinks I'm the coolest, prettiest, funniest person in the room. <laughs> What's wrong with that? Nothing, because you are. But I want to push on this a little bit because it's you're not the first person that I've talked to about this recently that is like, yeah, I would date women, but I wouldn't, I'm not going to end up with a woman. Mm-hmm. What is that? I don't know. I really That's don't society. Know. It's, it's society. It's Well, and it's also, um, you know, you have this like vision for your life and how it's going to go and who, you know, you're going to end up with. And sure. I like... I will say, I, I think that I definitely, like, if my friends were to be, like, like, they could go out in the world and pick out, like, someone who they think would be my type. Mm-hmm. You, If you were to line up all the people that I dated in my whole life, you would be like, Ellie, who who is it? Like, it makes no sense. Um, because it, uh, I, I've, 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 I'm a very open person. And so I've been really open to, you know, a lot of different types of people. And I had gotten out of a terrible relationship um, with this guy, and he was really pretty awful to me. And I was feeling really down about myself, and I made some joke that maybe I'm going to start dating women. And then a friend of mine introduced me to someone, and she was wonderful. And we started dating, and I really fell for her, but I was stressing, like, every week or so, because I was like, I'm not, I'm not gay. Mm-hmm. And I've never felt that. Mm-hmm. And it was... It's, I don't know, maybe it's something I'm, I mean, I'm, st- I'm clearly, I'm still like struggling with even how to talk about it. Cause mm-hmm. I haven't really talked about it in person, like in public. And, um, but she taught me that I was, I could be treated well. Mm-hmm. And she took such great care of me. And, um, it was such a breath of fresh air from every, every experience I'd ever had. I was like, oh, you're like nice to me and you're kind and we laugh and we have a great time and, we have great sex and like it was all just awesome but I was like I'm gonna hurt you because I don't want to ultimately be with a woman I mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and uh I after her like a few years later dated another like another girl for a few, like a couple months mm-hmm. and, and I find myself drawn to people and sometimes it's a woman mm-hmm. I have a crush on a woman right now mm-hmm. but I can't act on it because of boundaries Right. A lot of a lot of things in my life require really strict boundaries mm-hmm. of, um, you know, even though these great people are walking through the door and the places that I am, I'll just say, I- I'm not allowed to cross that, that line. And that's a shame. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I respect those boundaries because of the other stuff I want to be doing. Yeah. Um, so it's really confusing having a crush on people of many, like, all yeah. genders. Yeah. And it's something that I'm like open to, but I, I, yeah, I don't know. I think it is confusing, but it's also a gift because as we know, it's 
not the easiest thing in the world to find your person. That's why everyone wants to do it is because it's it's hard and it's rare. And if it was easy, we wouldn't care about it. It'd be like going to the store. Sure. But you have more options, which is actually a gift. And yes, is it a little harder to navigate and weird in society and like you're afraid of being judged despite all the progress that's been made with that? There's still this major just like, no, but I'm supposed to supposed to end up with a man or what's my family going to think or what, you know, all of that is there. But ultimately your happiness has to come first. And it's similar to what your first career idea was, was what you had in your mind since you were young, I assume. And you went after it and it hurt you many, many times and disappointed you many, many times. And you held on to it for a long time because you had this idea in your head of who you were going to be and what your life was going to look like and how things were going to play out. And when you were finally able to let go of that and allow yourself to just follow what was making you happy, you told me like the year you decided to do this other thing, you said, I'll, 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 do, I'll see if I can get two jobs in this field. And you got 10. And now you're doing it full time. Once you stopped fighting yourself, you know, once you stopped holding on to this idea of what your life should look like and who you want to be, which is a very hard thing to let go of. Like, as I said, I can relate. I I was an actor for a long time and I just, that's this idea I had attached myself to about my life and what it would look like. And it has gone in a completely different direction and the more... I let go and lean into just like, well, what actually makes me happy? What do I want to do? The better it is and the more success I have. You know what I mean? And it's, I dated a girl in my 20s, um, had a great time, felt like I was dating a best friend. I think it's just like anyone. It didn't end up that we were totally compatible. And I also had the like, well, yeah, I'm dating her, but like, I'm not really gay. Like, this isn't really going to go anywhere. And I wish I hadn't had that. I wish I had been more open. I think she ultimately was not the right person for me. Um, But now I'm like, you know, knock on wood, but if anything were ever to blow up my relationship or whatever, like, I would definitely revisit that just because why limit yourself if you don't have to? Why limit yourself if... Um, it's not ultimately what's making you happy or what you want. And I think of like the men for the most part and not across the board, but largely have hurt you, disappointed you, made you feel bad, given you all sorts of like protective defensive mechanisms because you've been hurt. And you had these two really great experiences with women. And that's not to say you can't have bad experiences with whoever you date because people are people and they come in all forms of special um, (laughs) pathos and all that. But, you know, I just wouldn't, if you had good experiences with that, I'm not sure why. I mean, I get intellectually why you would be like, yeah, but that's just not how I see my life. You also didn't see your life in your current career path, but here you are and you're so happy about it when you finally just let yourself do what you wanted to do. And I say, don't limit yourself, you know? And don't feel attached to this idea of what to tell the world. You don't have to decide right now. You don't have to get married right now. You don't have to tell your family right now. You do things at your pace. But I think, you know, why would we turn our back on something that was good for us just because of an idea that we have? Yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely, there's, you know, my family's very conservative, Mm-hmm. So that I think that's like a deep seated of course. fear of it. Yeah. Um, but also like they were supportive. Like I, I spoke to them about it. When, Great. Well, half of them were. 
some of them weren't. But that's neither here nor there. I don't really talk about family right now. <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, it's not that I, I don't know that it's I'm, I'm close to it. Because mm-hmm. um, I definitely like have moments where it's like, oh, that. And, I, and I'm starting to talk about it more with my friends. Because I think it's just something that, you know, like it happened. And then they're kind of like, oh, yeah, remember the time you dated a girl? That was funny. Thanks, friends. Yeah, no, 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 I get it. You know, it's definitely, um, they're incredibly supportive and really um, open and have always been very supportive of, you know, whatever it is I want to do in my love life or my dating life. Like they've always, you know, been there. But I think as far as like, um, Dating women, I also, it's not something I've ever sought out. It's something like the, the two that have, that I dated kind of, I, I met them in real life and was, there was this like magnetic thing that I was like, I need to be around you. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's happened with men too. It's like when I, you know, meet someone, I'm like, who are you? And I think that's what I'm missing so recently too. I haven't, I haven't met anyone who I'm like, oh, I got to be around you. Do you think any of that is you protecting yourself? A thousand percent. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're maybe afraid to feel that again because either you don't trust your own judgment or you don't feel like it's worth trying again and you've just been disappointed and you're like, I just can't. So I'm just not going to feel that. Also, like you said, your job. Mm-hmm. You... Um, All of the boundaries. Mm-hmm. It's tough because... These, you know, I, I mean, I meet a lot of great people in, in this in this industry, but I kind of, I just can't, I can't date them. Yeah. Because <laughs> I just can't. Um, even though they're wonderful and I'm sure it would be a great time and, you know, it's, it's, it's hard. And I even like recently like connected with an old friend who I've known for like 12 years and he's been out here for like 10 years and we hung out and. I suddenly was like, oh my God, are we like crushing on each other? Like, oh. are we suddenly like on a date? Cause he was very like, yeah, let's hang out. Cause we like reconnected and he was like, let's hang out. And, uh, I thought it was definitely gonna be one of those like, you know, LA, like, oh, let's hang out. And then we never see each other for two years. Right. But he was like, let's do something Sunday. And so I made some joke. I was like, well, I was going to go to the Korean spa. Do you want to go to the Korean spa with me? And he was totally down and we got there. Um, and the this this men's part of the spa was broken so we ended up i was like should we go have like korean barbecue since we we're gonna have korean barbecue anyway so then we did and we just had like this really fun day with like this guy who like we were friends but i was definitely like flirting and i felt like he was definitely flirting but i also don't know because he's known me for so long if he would ever even see me in a romantic way does that make when sense was this? this was like a week ago this and was last sunday he, and have you spoken to him or seen him since well i well I saw him because of my job mm. and, but then we haven't seen, we haven't spoken or talked to each other in about a week or so. I and mean, I guess it's single? like five days or so. Yes. He's single. And we, we talked how we were both kind of like putting ourselves out into the world. And I made some joke. I was like, I'm just flirting with everybody. And I was like, I'm flirting with you right now. And yeah. he's like, okay. And, but at the same time, I don't know if he's, then we saw each other, the la- the end of our conversation, the second time we saw each other this week was he like put his arms around me and he's like, oh, my sweet, sweet friend. 
Yeah, I mean, I would probably let that one yeah. go a little bit. Not not let it go, but I mean, let it go on as a friendship and yes. kind of getting reacquainted with each other and seeing where it goes. And if six months from now you're feeling the vibes and neither of you are seeing someone else, then you could always be like, hey, would you ever want to like go on a non-friend date? Would you ever want to go on a real date with me? What I, what I liked from that was it felt like I was on kind of a date. Mm-hmm. With someone who was my friend. Mm-hmm. So like the the stress of I have to give you the first impression of me and I have to give you, you know, why I'm so like he already knows I'm a cool person. Yeah. And he already yeah. knows like kind of my journey. And, you know, yes. so a lot of that stress was stripped away. And whether or not it was any kind of romantic or will become romantic, I think it was just like nice for me to like be in this space with a man who was just being kind and yeah. being engaging yeah. and, you know, to lean in and like talk to someone and they're leaning into like that is a moment that is I haven't had in a while and yeah. it was really nice yeah so whether or not he he's not like whatever that's whatever but also a good thing to do in that situation is let him know I know you guys already said we're both trying to get out there but you could always say hey like if you know anyone you want to set me up with man or woman go for it like I'm totally open and I just want to be set up I want to go on dates with like people that my friends vouch for you know I'm sick of online dating I really want to try and meet people in real life or like do you want to go out and wing woman each other wing man each other like use him in that way because you might not want to blow up the friendship quite right now Um, but you could use him I always say you know if you go on a date with someone that you like as a friend but you don't see a romantic thing, you could be like, why don't we help each other out? I love the wingman idea. Yeah. I should take him out as my wingman. Take him out as your wingman. Because he thinks I'm awesome. Yeah. And he could totally talk me up. Yeah. I love this idea. And I like the idea of you just being open to all different kinds of people, whether it's a man or woman or whatever, just because you want to expand kind of the people you're meeting. You're not loving the online thing. You want to be treated with respect. That's going to mean more connections through friends Mm -hmm. and people you meet in real life. And now that, you know, that makeout happened that was unfortunate... Now, like, I don't want you to be more on edge because of that, but you'll be aware that like, okay, even if it's a fun makeout, I'm going to set a hard boundary here Mm -hmm. and I'm not going to take it seriously in any way or take what they say seriously to me. But going out with a friend can make you feel obviously more safe and anyone you meet, they can kind of vet them first. I love this idea. And I love the idea of having your friends, you know, set you up and just telling them, hey, I'm looking, just want to go on more dates. Don't care if it's a good match or not. Just want to get out there more. I would also say about uh, your work situation, that is challenging. But keep in mind that, especially in the entertainment industry, we change our work a lot, like in terms of where we're working. Yeah. So you may be at this place now. You may be somewhere else six months from now. Mm -hmm. We don't know. And people change their positions all the time. Right. So... If you also just think of it as, I'm just building up new friendships. Mm -hmm. And how those friendships are going to be different is those people are going to know that I'm single and looking. So like any colleagues or whatever can set you up. Um, They can be aware. The more you can talk about positively that you're looking to meet more people, not like, God, get me off these apps. But like, I'm open. I want to meet more people. I've really been neglecting my love life. And I'm just trying to get my numbers up. Like that kind of thing to your colleagues. Uh, And then also... You know, the thing we're talking about with like a lot of kind of romances come from 
friendships that were built up over time, you don't know where you're going to find yourself with these people again. You might not be able to date them now. Doesn't mean you can't date them two years from now. And that might feel like a long time, but goes rather quickly. Um, But you know, you just never know where you're going to end up with. So focusing on building those friendships too, I think. And I really want you to do things in your life that remind you and tell you how great you are. And I think when it comes to like even thinking about your career path rather than why did it take me so long to get here? It's like, thank God I got here. I did such an amazing job. I had to do all that other stuff to get here. I'm amazing. Like anywhere that you can build up your confidence instead of chipping away at it is going to help your love life. It's all related, obviously. Yeah. But like if you, you're starting to really come into your own with your career, if you can let that affect your love life and like, look, it took me a long while to get here too. I had to go through a bunch of shit to get here too. Many mistakes were made, but I got here. Same thing with your love life. And the more you can tell yourself stories about how great you are, whether it's in dating or other areas of your life, the better suited you're going to be to actually find the person who deserves you because you're going to give them a chance and you're not going to give a chance to the people who are going to suck your energy out. You know? Oh, Dahlia. Yes. (laughs) Now let's do a quick look because I think we hit all the bullet points. Right. I get hung up on unavailable men. It feels safe. I mean, you wrote, just realized that one as I was typing it. So that's great. Now we know. Now we know. Um, You're not going to do that anymore. No. You're just going to say, if they're not giving me the attention, it's because they're overwhelmed by how hot I am. But also, I don't need that. I need a man who can handle, or a woman who can handle how hot I am. So that's easy. Okay. Now, I was looking at your dating profiles. Okay. Mostly love. I would say your first picture is beautiful. It is a close-up of your face. But it looks a little like maybe you're hiding something, even though you're not. Okay. So I would switch it with one of the more active ones. I like this one with the shirt thingy where you can see your fanny pack. I really like that one because that one's very happy, open, confident. Mm -hmm. I feel like when your first picture is a super close up of your face, it immediately says, don't look at the rest of me. Or like, this is all you need. Like, There's something very false confident about it, you know? And it's like, I'm in your face. I'm not afraid. But you are afraid. So I like the fanny pack one because that one's really like, even my arms are open. Your whole body language is open. Open, open, open. I love that. Then your profile was, oh, I love this one in the bathing suit. (laughs) Thank you. Hot. (laughs) Like the one with the drink, like the other bathing suit one. Love the bathing suits. Okay. Um, Because clearly I'm not trying to hide. You're not trying to hide, but that's why I want it to be your first picture. I like that. I like that. And I like the fanny pack one because your body language is like, I'm ready for a hug. (laughs) I'm here for a hug. And then you can have the beautiful face picture later on. Sure. Functioning workaholic looking for someone to spend my downtime with. I love that. It almost airs on... I'm cool, I'm relaxed, I don't want anything. Like, Mm. whereas I yell at a lot of people for being like, looking for a serious man with serious intentions, (laughs) who is, got his shit together, ambitious, kind, thoughtful, wonderful, loyal. Yours is almost like, I don't want anything, I don't need anything. In fact, I'm not even really here, but I'll do whatever you want. And you deserve more than that. So I would put a little bit more about you. That doesn't mean you have to put more about them. Because like I always say, we know you want a great guy. It's all there. Great. But I would say, you know, functioning workaholic I love because it's something about you. Looking for someone to spend my downtime with. 
And then add just a couple more details about yourself. Like what what you like to do in your downtime, but in a very specific way, drinks that you like, food that you like. Okay. Um, even if you said like, because I know you're gluten-free, so I'm going to spend my gluten-free downtime with. Like something more specific and funny and confident, which you are. You love yourself. Yeah. You are amazing. Thank you. So Rock. brag about who you are. Yeah. You know, it doesn't have to be annoying brag. Like I'm an amazing woman with their shit together. So you, <laughs> you should be so yeah, lucky. Yeah. <laughs> no, but it should be like, here's how, like, these are the fun things I do. This is what excites me. This is what I like. Yeah. And I'm going to tell you because you probably want to know so you can impress me. Absolutely. It's so funny. I just want to share one of my, one of my very best friends in all the world. Our first meeting, I like, hated her because she looked at my tinder profile and whatever it was that it said at the time she was like well this is why nobody's swiping on you this is ridiculous and i was like who is she and then i like got home the next day and i read it and i was like oh damn she's right yeah and she was totally right now we're best friends but (laughs) (laughs) but i i have a hard time with those because i don't you know i don't want to i use it's hard to sit and talk about yourself and be like oh you know i you don't have to you're not sitting and talking about yourself you're putting a few help them out throw them a bone so they have something to say to you and they can latch on to something about your personality rather than like i work a lot and i'll spend my extra time with you i do private karaoke and like the good place podcast or something great exactly yeah small details visceral details that say like i'm a great person you would want to spend time with because it's fun okay you can send to me for feedback okay um and then the other thing i would say is your messages you sent me a bunch of messages that you sent to these men Mm -hmm. and they are all very thoughtful thought out and specific to their profiles Mm -hmm. and i think you should not do that i think they're not getting responses so clearly it's not working what i nailed down as the problem here is that even though an app like bumble is the woman gets to initiate Mm -hmm. so some people think oh that takes out the initiation for the man it actually doesn't but when you are specifying the opener and making it like all this extra information, you're doing all of the work. Mm. You want to throw a bone. Mm. You are not going and making them a four-course meal. You know what I mean? That's my other problem. I give too much of myself too well, quickly. Well, and yes. I could guess that. Yeah, but duh, we, we need to awaken their hunter instinct a little bit. So even though on Bumble, inherently, it's the one where you're like, hey, I'm helping you out. Mm-hmm. Help them out. Don't do it for them. Okay. So... You said something like, your dog is cute and welcome to LA. Like three different things in one thing. Yeah. Come up with one opener that you can say to everybody. Mm-hmm. Also because this will take less time and exhaustion from you. Yeah. And a little less investment. Don't even bother to read all the details of their profile. Just throw out your opener down the line to each single one. Then they have to do the work of following it up. They have to do... And for some reason, that awaken something in them of like oh she it's like a tease and like now I have to go after it instead of like she just gave me three sentence paragraph what am I gonna do I can't top that and now I'm just gonna go away because I've never done a three sentence paragraph that's true that's true but it, it it's Welcome to LA. I did six years in NYC myself. Also, that dog is real cute. Oh, God, like, that is that, a three sentence That's paragraph. three sentences. I'm sorry. Yes. Oh, man. I'm so bad. So, that one could have just been like, cute dog. Right. Or, welcome to LA. Or, love a New Yorker. Again, these are even like a little more specific than I like to get sure. with their profile. I, I think know you like nice face. I've tried nice face I love before. nice face. 
Didn't work. Didn't work. But something else. Something people. that's you. Yeah. That, or is even just like completely unrelated to them. Mm-hmm. Like, what did you just say? You like the Good Place podcast and private karaoke. You can just say, want a private karaoke sometime? Like, and again, like, it's about throwing something out there and then letting them do the work to follow up and not being like, I sat down and wrote a dissertation on your profile and here's my thesis statement. <laughs> you know, move it along. Yeah. Take less energy for that's yourself. That's the overachiever in me, 100%. Totally. Like, and you're like, look, I'm I'm doing my job. I'm doing it right. No, like be a slacker in this area. Go on more dates, but be more of a slacker when it comes to how you get there. Okay. Let them do the work. Let them be the overachiever. I've never been a slacker in anything. I love that. We're going to have to do a whole other episode where we talk about you not doing as much for the people you date. Yeah. All I'm going to say to that is no one is attracted to their mother. Oh, ouch. So let them, men are biologically actually supposed to be the nurturer doing something for you, hunting for you, bringing you the food. So don't you do it because you take away their hunter instinct and that doesn't excite them. And then they're lazy and then they lie there and wait for the food to be dropped in their lap. We don't need that. No, we don't. So do less. We'll get there. But with these, I would say just shorter, quicker, generic copy and paste. I would maybe open it up to women on the apps, even though you say the two you've dated were people that you met in real life and you were drawn to them. Whatever. Fuck it. Do it all. Okay. Do you? Can you? Well, Tinder's Tinder's set to everybody, but Bumble isn't. Isn't that weird? Yeah, set everyone to everybody. Because Tinder, because Tinder feels like fun, and Bumble feels like relationship. It's not. None of them are relationships. No. Relationship is when the, you meet the right person. It has nothing to do with what app are you on and what are people looking for. No one is looking for a relationship until they find the person they want to be in a relationship with. <sighs> okay, Dolly. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so set them all to both. This is, this is so much more intense in person hearing it from you. It's great. Yeah, it's true. Uh, <laughs> set them to both. Tell your friends. Set me up with everybody. I'm looking. Work on your friendships at work and just imagine that somewhere down the line they could know someone for you. They could be someone for you. But we're not going to think of it as cutting down your options. We're going to think of it as giving you more options, mm-hmm. whether for now and in the future. Focus on all the amazing things about yourself and how amazing you're doing in your career right now. Mm-hmm. I don't want to force you to be like, okay, I'm back in the dating thing right now mm-hmm. because I can see that you're feeling trepidatious and you've had some hurt from it. So I want it to be fun and I don't want it to be forced. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to be like, you have to go on one online date a week. Right. Yeah, That's that sounds... You got teary-eyed just when I said that. (laughs) So right now, I kind of want you to give yourself the time to just adjust to your career and work on these other things I'm telling you to do and not sleep with anyone. Okay. Uh, If that means slightly less dates than you normally go on, that's okay. Mm -hmm. Like I said, you have all the time in the world. I don't know that you'd be less. I feel like I'm not going on any many at all. I did give my number. I think I gave my number to some guy at this event a couple of weeks ago, and we ended up going out like two days later, mm-hmm. which was great. I was mm-hmm. like, "Yes, let's get it." And, but he, it was just like red flag after red flag after mm-hmm. red flag, and we just didn't have much in common. And I was that's like, okay, okay though. You well, gave out your number, and it worked. Yes, and we went out, and it was fine, but it wasn't for me. And then we all moved on. So, what do you think you can reasonably handle right now without running and screaming and crawling into a cave? <laughs> Um, uh, what's reasonable for you as far as like what like going on a certain amount of dates mm-hmm. in a certain amount of time mm-hmm. 
maybe once a month. Once a month. Okay. Right I'm going to tell like, you. Like a month sounds like it is going to go by so quickly and I'm already like stressed about when am I going to schedule this and when do I have time to do this and when you can, can I fit it. this into my work schedule? You know, like that's my brain starts doing that and it becomes this. So if you, but you're saying you want a relationship. So if you want a relationship, you have to be willing and able to, to make things a little a hard for yourself. Yeah. <laughs> and put as much into it as you put into your career. Mm-hmm. You know, and if you can't do that right now, that's okay. Yeah. Don't spend time beating yourself up about it. You know, then just be like, okay, I'm making a conscious decision not to do that. Mm-hmm. And then don't do it. Mm-hmm. And still always be telling your friends and be open to those people. But I'm also like, if you, if the apps are burning you out and killing you, delete them completely and just decide things are going to move a little slower for you Mm -hmm. and you're going to meet people out in the world i like that you are giving your number out i don't want you to be discouraged from that so i want one giving out number a month okay and one date a month however you get there okay and i want you to focus on your friendships and how they can help you and how (laughs) they can serve you yeah and your job and the opportunities there and on just really building up your confidence and telling yourself how great you are. Because mm-hmm. that's going to be such a big thing for you to not let the wrong people take your time. Right. And for you to attract the right people and to actually let them in. Right. You know, when they I come. Think that's the big thing for me is I, I feel like I've just let a lot of people take my time that weren't worth my time. Mm-hmm. And I'm really over that. Don't do it anymore. Okay, I won't. Don't sleep with them. Okay. And if they're not giving you right off the bat, the attention you deserve, they can't handle you. Move on. Mm -mm. And it might feel scary because it might be like, but I don't have anything and this is something. Mm -hmm. It's negative something. It's less than something. It's chipping away at you. I would so much rather you have, and that's not to say you're not going to have some bad experiences because that's life and that's dating. But if there's, you're a smart person and when you can see it coming and you know you shouldn't be allowing yourself to be treated this way, Mm -hmm. don't. That for you is much more important right now. I'm not worried about you like meeting people, but I think first you have to have the confidence to meet the right people. Like I feel like you're going to attract the right people and you're going to let yourself attract the right people when you've decided that you really deserve it. Yeah. And then we'll reconvene and see... Do I need to give you more homework, more dates per week? You'll know. We can check in. Okay. I think one day to one day to month and giving out your number once a month. Okay. And promising yourself, committing to yourself to be vocal to your friends and loved ones and coworkers and whatever that you're looking. And you want to be set up and you're open. I love all of this. That seems doable. Yeah. And I would say date everybody. Okay. Who's nice to you? Yes. That's your only limitation. They have yeah, to be nice to you. They have you. to be nice. Yeah. yeah. I'm done with people that's who aren't good. nice to me. That's, that's the right. I'm a nice sexual. <laughs> I only date people who are nice to me. I am so fine identifying as that. Yes. I think that's right. So was this helpful? I, this was like four months of therapy wrapped into like an hour. <laughs> like... This was a lot, but it was really wonderful. And I hope, I don't know, I hope somebody listening gets something out of this too. And 
I got Thank you for this. My Thank pleasure. You. It's been, um, what a journey it has been. What a journey. It's yeah. been all over. I'm sorry for everyone who listened to me cry for an hour. No, my this was amazing. And thank you for being so vulnerable and open. And I also want to say, if these changes and these things don't happen right away, or you walk away today and you're like, I'm overwhelmed. What just happened? <laughs> I need to hide for a week. That's okay, too. Like, I want you to get in the habit of telling yourself you're doing everything right. Okay. That's your main assignment. <sighs> That's hard. Yeah. But you are. And you deserve everything you have and everything you're going to have that is what you want. You deserve. Okay. And the bad stuff that happens happens to everybody. And it's just part of our learning process. It's not who we are. Oh, what a dream, Dahlia. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. Thank you so much. It was Thank such you. a pleasure. I'm so excited for you. Mine. Okay. Just the tip, a dating tip. Be a nice sexual. I like that term that I just made up. I think we should only be attracted to people who are nice to us, unless, I don't know, you haven't been in therapy yet. Uh, But once someone shows you that they're going to make it difficult for you, they're unavailable, they're not interested, they're dramatic, they're complicated, they make you feel bad, they nag you, please run in the other direction and decide that is not attractive to you. If you're one of these people who's like, I'm just attracted to unavailable men or like, I just love crazy women or one of these beautiful cliches, uh, let it go. Let it go. Decide that you have a different sexuality, even though obviously sexuality is not a choice. But in this case, it is. Be a nice sexual. Be physically, make yourself, force yourself, fake it till you make it. I am only going to be interested in people who are smart enough to be interested in me. And if they're not, it's because they're overwhelmed by how interested they are in me. And so they have to take me down a peg by treating me badly. And I don't need someone with that lack of confidence. I want someone who is confident in their feelings for me because I am amazing and I am a nice sexual. And all of that said, if you can't get it up in the bedroom for someone who's nice to you and you need like some mean, there's always role play. There's always ways to do that that are still respectful and nice. I have no problem with whatever you need in the bedroom. But in terms of your dating life, just be attracted to people who treat you well. Trust me, that attraction will last a lot longer than the alternative. If you are interested in coaching privately with me, reach out to us, notyourtherapistpodcast at gmail.com. You can also come on the podcast anonymously, notyourtherapistpodcast at gmail.com or not anonymously, whatever you choose. Thank you so much to our anonymous guest, Ellie. She was incredible, open, vulnerable, and amazing. And thank you to Christine Bartolucci, Melissa Gruen, our social media producer, Josiah Thorngate, our editor. All of you for listening, rating, reviewing, and for making dating fun. (laughs) 